0: Hello everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history to make Monmouth an outstanding National Liberal Arts College. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this fourth episode of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2018-19 school year, we'll visit with Classics Professor Bob Simmons. He'll preview Classics Day Festival number 4, and that's coming up at the end of the month. We'll also meet the first Goldsboro Scholars in Monmouth College history. They were named earlier this week. And we'll check in with women's golf coach, Ashley Sims. She'll tell us about her record-breaking Fighting Scots. This is the Monmouth College 1853 Podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. It's the stretch run for the current exhibit in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery over in Hughes Library. It's called Altered States: Painting Myanmar in a Time of Transition. That exhibit features pieces from the collection of Ian Holiday of the University of Hong Kong and it's on display through September 21. To read more about this great exhibit, check out the story in the news section of the Mammoth College website and that address is mammothcollege.edu/news. In case you missed the news, Monmouth continues its steady climb in the U.S. News and World Report's Best Colleges Guide. The guide's 2019 rankings came out on Monday, and Monmouth placed number 135 nationally among the publication's National Liberal Arts Colleges. That's 12 spots higher than last year's position and 32 places higher than where the college was on the list only three years ago. Fewer than 5% of schools in the National Liberal Arts College category moved more than 30 places in the last three years, so Mammoth is in very rare company and is doing very well. You can also read more about that on the Mammoth College website, and that address is mammothcollege.edu. listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Because of some breaking news on campus earlier this week at Monmouth, we're going to hear about Introduction to the Liberal Arts from Art Professor Stephanie Baugh on next week's podcast. And that breaking news on campus that we had was when two Mammoth College freshmen were named the college's inaugural William J. and Beverly Goldsboro Scholars. It's Mammoth's most prestigious scholarship, the Goldsboro Scholars Program, is a full tuition scholarship that recognizes outstanding students from the Chicagoland area who've consistently demonstrated academic excellence throughout their high school careers and who also embody the mission and values of Monmouth as evidenced by leadership, service, civic engagement, and co-curricular commitments. The program was established earlier this year by anonymous donors to honor former Monmouth Board of Trustees Chair William J. Goldsboro and his wife Beverly. Mr. Goldsboro is a 1965 Monmouth College graduate. The first two Goldsboro Scholars are freshman Julia Oakson, who's from Lombard, Illinois, and Shannon Wilburn, and she's from Chicago. Julia is a graduate of St. Anthony High School in Wheaton, Illinois. She says she was shocked and honored to be named one of the first Goldsboro Scholars in Monmouth history.
1: Um, but I was pleasantly surprised and I felt like I won the lottery. Yeah, I felt super honored and humbled.
0: Shannon's a graduate of Argo Community High School. She says she was also surprised to be named a Goldsboro Scholar, and as luck would have it, she and Julia live across the hall from one another on the third floor of Fulton Hall.
1: I think it's pretty cool, especially because Julia's my friend and we sit alongside each other in some classes. And we live across we live across the hall from each other, so I think it'll be a good thing for her and I both to kind of start out with this together.
0: Julia says that Mammoth's community atmosphere is a big reason she was attracted to the college.
1: Um, I love the small class sizes and how everyone knows each other and says hi and holds the door open and cares for one another. I did make a, like a pros and cons list of all the schools I looked at, but Mammoth just felt like home and there was a good feeling here.
0: Julia, who is in business administration major, is a member of the college's honors program. She plays clarinet in the marching band and in the wind ensemble. And she's also a member of Alpha Z Delta sorority.
1: I've loved it. I loved every single minute. I love going to classes and band and everything.
0: Shannon's also a member of the college's honors program. She's a member of the women's basketball team as well. She was named a James and Sybil Stockdale Fellow, which is a leadership development program at the college. She also was active in Pain is Temporary, a youth mentoring program in Monmouth, and she participated in the college's Summer Opportunities for Intellectual Activities Summer Research Program, which also is known as Sophia. Shannon was first drawn to Monmouth College because it's the only liberal arts college in the 14 member associated colleges of the Midwest that offers accounting as a major.
1: Given my accounting major, I was looking at schools in the area, small liberal arts colleges. um, Of the 14 associated colleges of the Midwest, Uh, Monmouth is the only one with accounting as a major. Um, So that's what really brought me here to campus to visit the first time. but when I got here, I kind of I just loved the layout of the campus. I loved, like Julia said, the community. It's really important for me. I went to three high schools. Um, I didn't really get to experience much of that community. Um, so here at Monmouth, I'm really looking to get to know people and go to the football games and just be a part of Monmouth College.
0: That Shannon Wilborn and Julia Oakson. They're the college's inaugural William J. and Beverly Goldsboro Scholars. You can read more about them and the Goldsboro Scholars Program on the front page of the Monmouth College website. And, of course, that address is monmouthcollege.edu. The fourth installment of Monmouth's award-winning Classics Day Festival will be held on Saturday, September 29. The event, which is free and open to the public, will be held from 1 to 4 in the afternoon on the Monmouth College Campus Quad. Classics professor Bob Simmons is the creative and organizing force behind the Classics Day Festival. Bob says that this year's Classics Day Festival will have more than 30 events from the classical worlds of Greece, Rome, Japan, China, Egypt, and Native American culture. Bob says that the Classics
2: Day Festival helps Monmouth students in many ways. The benefits are several fold. One, for our students at Monmouth College, it is uh, a learning experience that is very difficult to replicate in any other way. Having students in our classes forced to demonstrate and explain things and help other people to do the things that they have learned makes for a really deep learning experience that that really cannot be replicated in in any other way so for our students it's a great way to learn so when in say my sports in greece and rome class my students are responsible for putting on a station that forces them to to uh, or allows them i should say to uh, teach people who have come to this event how to throw javelin in the ancient style or how to do a race in armor in the ancient style, they really have to learn how that works. They need to be able to explain things. They need to be able to answer questions. And there is a pressure to do it well because they are going to be facing 100 or so people you know, at, at each station that are, are going to want to do these things and, and want to speak with something of an expert. So for our students, it is a, a tremendous learning opportunity. Um, it is also for the students in the... Classic State Leadership class that I'm teaching a real leadership opportunity for these people to have the chance to to put together this event and take responsibility for certain aspects of it, take part in some of the publicity of it, to uh, communicate with people, to get them to be where they're supposed to be, to contribute their ideas to the work of it all, uh, to get their hands dirty and making the sorts of things that, that need to be made in order to to make this event work. For them, it is, it's a, a real professional skill-building opportunity. And for
0: visitors to the Classics Day Festival, Bob says that the event is an opportunity
2: to walk back in time. They may come out and have just an immersion into a, a time and places that they would not otherwise be able to be immersed in. So it's a great learning opportunity for students on our campus and for people from anywhere. So this is a chance for people to transport themselves into a a time and places where they just can't do it anymore. Besides, what could be
0: more exciting than watching a demonstration of how battles were waged in the ancient
2: worlds? We will have soldiers representing uh, ancient Sparta, Um, ancient Macedonia, um, ancient Rome, each with their particular sorts of equipment and their particular styles of of battle. And so we will have some of our trained students who will be demonstrating it and then people that we will invite in from the, the assembled crowd to take part in this as well. And so we will explain to them how the different nations operated in battle typically, and we'll ask questions about what seem to be the strengths and weaknesses of the approach of each of the different nations based on their weaponry and their uh, techniques and their formations, and then we'll match them up. So we will have, have the Spartans take on the Macedonians, and the Macedonians take on the Romans, and the Romans take on the Spartans, and... Uh, and, of course, very gently, you know, in a, in a, in a non-harmful way, have them uh, use their, their different uh, imitation weapons against one another to see um, how they would fare against one another, given the, the ways that they did things and the, the advantages and disadvantages of, of the weaponry they had.
0: Thanks to some generous donors during last April's Scott's Day of Giving, along with support from the Buchanan Center for the Arts, Midwest Bank, and Security Savings Bank, this year's Classics Day Festival will screen the film Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. That will be shown on Friday, September 20th. And this year's Classics Day Festival will once again attract a large number of high school students from throughout the Midwest.
2: The Illinois Junior Classical League South meeting that will be happening at Monmouth Roosevelt High School. And so 100 to 130 uh, high school students and teachers that will be there for that. And then in the afternoon, they'll come over for lunch and classics day and the last time around we also got a a number of schools from the chicago area and um, elsewhere in the state to come to the event as well and i've been in contact with a number of those schools and and anticipate uh, quite a number of them being present as well Mammoth classics day festival is one of
0: two known classics days held at u.s colleges and universities the other one is held at the University of North Carolina Greensboro, which Bob also started
2: before moving out to the Midwest. As far as I know, the only ones who do something quite like this are UNC Greensboro and here. Uh, there are other places that call things they have Classics Day, and and, and they certainly are very classical, but they uh, tend to be more focused on uh, scholars giving talks or perhaps students taking uh, tests or, and being involved in uh, sort of quiz bowl situations. But this sort of immersion into all aspects of the classical world is something that I'm only aware of happening here and at UNC Greensboro. The fact that we're able to put on a production of this sort is a testament to the strength and vitality of the, the Classics program here. We are taken seriously enough that we get lots of funding for this sort of a, an event. We have students who Buy into it and have the talent to put on an event of this sort. We have faculty that are excited and qualified and have bought into doing this. So, it is a reflection of the the strength of this program that we're able to do something just like this.
0: That's Classics Professor Bob Simmons previewing Classics Day Festival number four. Once again, the event, which is free and open to the public will be held from 1 to 4 in the afternoon on Saturday, September 29 in the Monmouth College Campus Quad. For more information about the event, check out the news story about Classics Day Festival Number 4, and that can be found at monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Before we get into this week's athletics segment, a reminder of the multitude of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at thisismonmouth. And a sure way to hear some great songs to deal with the coming of fall, dial up Monmouth on Spotify. The Monmouth College women's golf team has broken and set a lot of records in this young season. At last weekend's Fighting Scott Invitational, the Fighting Scots carded a team record for their home course, Gibson Woods. Monmouth shot a 335 as a team on Sunday, which combined with Saturday's 346, gave them a team score of 681, the second lowest 36-hole score in program history, regardless of course. That placed the Scots third as a team. That performance followed what was then the best scoring weekend in the history of Monmouth women's golf at the 36-hole Augustana Highland Classic. At that meet, Mammoth had a combined 10-team and individual records as the Scots finished a solid third in what was a very strong field. The season opened back on August 25, when sophomore Mamie Armbroche won the Carl Sandburg Invitational at Lake Bracken Country Club with a career-low 82. As a team, Mammoth tied Augustana College for first with a 326. The next day, at Gibson Woods Golf Course in the Monmouth College Triangular, the women's golf team finished second to Augustana's 326. Monmouth women's golf coach Ashley Sims said that she was especially proud of the way her team prepared for last weekend's meet after not having a lot of time on the course because of the weather.
1: Um, We're really pleased with how we did, especially coming in, not having a full week of practice. So I was very pleased with our our mental approach. Um, And then, you know, actually just getting out on the golf course and having to take a feel for how those first couple of holes went and um, kind of just make adjustments on the fly. I thought we did really well.
0: Ashley says that chemistry, attitude, and hard work are some of the reasons that the Mammoth women's golf team is off to such a strong start
1: you know a great team and they're doing really well so it's been a lot of fun to watch them um it's been a lot of fun to watch them adjust and continue to get better so it's been an exciting year and hoping to keep it going coming in definitely saw the potential there um but then there's definitely some of those things that you don't know how quickly they're going to come together but have been very pleased um you can see you know, that a lot of them have been putting in a lot of work over the summer and are very prepared, um, which has played a huge part uh, in this um, hot start that we have going.
0: Ashley also says that this year's team has done a good job balancing individual and team play.
1: You really want to do well as a individual out there but you are also contributing to that team score um, so we really want and really push the the team aspect uh, you know on and off the course.
0: This season might have started with a lot of individual and team records but Ashley says that staying focused on the present is critical to being successful over the long run.
1: Yeah, I don't think necessarily our approach here is looking at our our best scores and our best individual um, scores for the day. Um, That's that's great, and I'm very happy to see how well we are doing. But at the end of the day, we're really just trying to get better um, every single day, trying to make those adjustments, especially – you know, per individual that we're having uh, and trying to make everyone as comfortable as possible and then also making sure that we're we're helping them um, improve. Uh, So just trying to, you know, make a little bit of movement uh, every day and um, not just, you know, get complacent.
0: That's Monmouth women's golf coach Ashley Sims. You can follow Mammoth Women's Golf on Twitter at scotswgolf, and you can follow Mammoth College Athletics on Twitter at mcfightingscots. Of course, be sure to point your browser to monmouthscots.com. That's your official home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll hear about a new lecture series that now precedes Mammoth home football games. It's a different kind of way to tailgate. And we'll chat with art professor Stephanie Baugh about Mammoth's introduction to the liberal arts class that all Mammoth freshmen experience. And of course, as we do every week, we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this fourth edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day.